Financial advisors are cheap. Click on the link below for free research. Before we start the show, we'd like to remind our audio listeners that this show was developed as a video podcast. If you'd like to see any of the visuals that are referenced in this episode, we invite you to check out our YouTube channel. Simply search for the Conquer Risk podcast. You'll see all the shows we produce, including this one. And just like the audio, you can subscribe to be notified the moment a new episode drops. Enjoy the show. From Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk podcast, this is Who Charted? All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Who Charted, brought to you by the team at Research by Potomac. Director of Research, Dan Russo, here with me, as always, is Drew Wells, who has wasted no time transitioning into the fall gear, breaking out the uh, the Midtown uniform, as well as the flannel. All right, let's get after it. Six charts, six minutes. Drew, kick us off. All right, this is one that you've seen a show in the past. This is the percentage of S&P 500 components that are highly correlated with the index. Okay, so... A couple of things I want to note on this chart here. Um, crossing above that 50% mark in Friday's trading session right there as the equity markets as the S&P 500 continues to sell off. Uh, this usually can be an indication uh, that some type of bottoming process is you know, kind of starting to form. I don't want you to hear me the wrong way. I'm not saying that this is the bottoming process, right? So we could see kind of some intermediate term chop, I think, around here, around these levels. This 50% mark, by the way, is not necessarily anything extreme. We saw, you know, 80% plus numbers during the uh, depths of the COVID crash. So we're not anywhere near extreme, uh, what would be considered extreme levels yet. But if, you, uh, if, you, if you're an active investor or if you pay, pay attention to your differentiation compared to the benchmark, just note that right now, more components are moving more closely with the index. You should probably spend quite a bit of time paying attention to the price action at the uh, index level. All right. Speaking of the benchmark, we continue to believe that you could uh, get some, you know, some alpha, if you will, uh, by focusing on commodities. Yes, commodities have moved into a consolidation. However, the Bloomberg Commodity Index still trades above its 50-day and 200-day moving averages with a clear zone of support between call it 106 and 110. I think as long as price is above the 106 to 110 zone, right? You have to give the benefit of the doubt to the commodity bulls. At the same time, relative to the S&P 500, so commodities versus stocks for all intents and purposes, has staged a nice rebound here over the past couple of weeks, trading above its 50-day moving average, trading above a rising uh, 200-day moving average. So if we just think in terms of asset allocation, we still think it makes sense to have a focus here uh, on what's happening in the commodities market, I still think they're under-owned. Uh, I think some late chasers uh, back in the June timeframe maybe got caught and shaken out, but opportunity there nonetheless. All right. For those of you who must remain invested, uh, you know, your relative strength is one of your friends, right? So uh, this is frontier markets. If you have to have an international allocation, many accounts do, particularly long-term uh, strategic asset allocations. Uh, have to have some type of international allocation, right? So basically you're looking for pockets of the international space. We've been talking about this for, you know, really almost a year now that are performing less bad. Take a look at uh, frontier markets here. I'll get to the absolute chart here in a minute, but I want you to focus on this uh, relative price action at the bottom pane there, breaking out of a kind of long-term relative resistance zone above uh, the 50-day moving average of the ratio. It's a nice price action. It kind of flies in the face of all some of the risk off uh, you know, behavior that you're seeing out there. And I, I think it's important to remember that markets are a discounting mechanism. 
I don't know if this is the bottom, but it's nice to see that some uh, bottoming action is kind of occurring out of this uh, risky area of the market. All right, let's talk about breath here on the New York Stock Exchange, in particular, 52-week and six-month lows. Now, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the people who got really bulled up uh, on equities were pitching that uh, new lows were non-existent. Uh, and they were right. Five-day moving average of both of those metrics kind of ticked below 2%. However, over the past couple of weeks, call it a week and a half of trading, we have seen new lows start to pick up again. All right, starting to move to the top side. Now, nowhere near the tops that we saw in May and June, fine. Uh, however, what we want to see here as equities are under pressure, if the June lows are tested for the S&P 500, we want to see these two metrics make lower highs relative to June. That would be a positive divergence. And obviously you want to see the June lows in price hold. However, if we break the June lows in price with these metrics making new highs, getting up above kind of the mid 20s, uh, I think you'd have to brace for more downside. So a big part of the bill case is getting kicked out as we speak. All right, I'm going to continue on this theme of uh, finding what's been working uh, if you have to remain invested, particularly in the bond market, right? We've seen a nice uh, precipitous rise in interest rates, as you've all known, over the past couple of weeks or so. And if you have to remain invested in the bond market, uh, you know you know that owning the ag uh, or the BND, you know, ETFs out there that carry quite a bit of uh, duration risk in them have really hurt you so far this year. So the question is, how do you position accordingly and try to find areas of the market that are really just losing less? And I think this is a great example of that this is one to three year treasuries here. Obviously, it's probably one of the most conservative uh, areas of the bond market right there, breaking above that relative resistance zone, again, recapturing that 50 day moving average to the upside. So. Again, it's much more conservative in the bond market right now. It's much less focused on uh, duration. Uh, momentum in the bottom pane there, really kind of recapturing that bullish uh, zone, the top end of that bullish regime. Haven't seen an overbought print yet, but it's going to keep an eye on. All right, I'm going to wrap it up here with two charts that I think are interesting in this market. The top panel is utilities. The bottom panel is comm services. Comm services, obviously, the sexy, right? That's where Google, Facebook, Netflix uh, all hang out. Utilities are boring. However, take a look at the charts here. Since the COVID lows, utilities have been done a steady grind to the upside and are actually trading near all-time highs. Now, after a sharp rally, comm services have rolled over. They've been in a downtrend all year. You've been reading our work. We've been dumping all over this sector within our sector work. Uh, for a long time. But what's interesting to me, the numbers in the charts, you're probably asking yourself, what are those numbers in the charts? Well, I'm going to tell you what they are. They are the respective weights within the S&P 500. Utilities, 3.16%, according to data from Y charts, and comm services, 8.41%. So if you choose to just buy the index, you are making a conscious effort and a conscious decision to overweight the bottom chart relative to the top chart within your equity allocation. And that just, we have, we struggle with that, uh, which is why we do sector work, which is why we focus so much on relative strength. I realize I'm probably going over time, but every now and then I'm entitled to a rant. This is my rant. Uh, you are choosing to overweight the chart that is heading lower, the bearish chart, the downtrend, while choosing to underweight relative to each other, the chart that's heading higher. Utilities versus comps, it's been one of the biggest stories all year. We've been talking about it in our sector work. If you just own the index, you own more of that bottom chart than you do the top. That's where I stand this week. Thank you all so much for spending some time with us. If you like this content, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe on the channel, and we'll see you in the next video. We'll see you soon. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. 
clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.